Hey everybody, how we doing? Alright, so, you are listening to The Jacob Larson Show. Uh, this is episode one, teaching during COVID-19. And uh, I, I'm, I'm Dr. Jacob Larson. I am a high school teacher and a college uh, adjunct professor in uh, southeastern Arizona. And like many of you, if you're a teacher, uh, we were affected significantly by the COVID-19 pandemic. And this episode, this first episode of the show, I want to talk about kind of what this has been like, at least for me. And I think my experience has been a little bit different than most people as uh, as we've been affected by everything that's been going on with this pandemic that we're, we're still in the middle of. So I want to talk a little bit about that, tell my story, kind of what I've observed from other teachers and uh, some of my thoughts on maybe what we can do going forward. So thank you so much for checking in and listening. All right. So I remember probably December, January, I was doing a writing activity that required my students to, to kind of print off articles and, and write them down. And and that's when things were just starting to hit with the pandemic out in China. There were the um, the cruise ships that had been parked and, and they weren't letting people off the boats. And, uh, you know, and it was everything that we knew at the time. It was just making things worse. You have all these people cramped together and they're sick. And I had my students thinking about it. And at the time, we didn't think one bit that it was it was going to come here that it was going to affect us at all because it was so far away well time went by got a little bit closer got a little more serious we started seeing cases inside the united states and right around i may be off a day or two right around march 11th 12th 13th something somewhere in there i uh i was driving home from work and um uh, my my wife was was off with the kids and and so I, I just pulled out my phone once I got home and they were talking about how basketball NBA season had been shut down. Rudy Gobert, who's a player for the Utah Jazz, had tested positive and they canceled that game. And so I immediately turned on my phone to see what else is going on and the um the Mavericks, I forget who they were playing, um, were getting ready to play a game. Or they, they were in the middle of a game. Was it the Pelicans? I don't, I don't remember. I might be wrong. No, that game I think was about to start later. Anyway, less important. Um, I remember seeing the reaction on, on Mark Cuban's face and, and just seeing how everything was starting to change. And that week, everything really did. We are getting ready to um, have spring break for my school. A lot of my students were going to go on a big trip. Um, senior senior class was going on a big trip. I was also going on a big trip. We were, we were excited to go to Disneyland. And everything, everything shut down. And, uh, and we didn't know very much. We didn't know what was going to be okay, what was safe. And even now, we still really don't know. Months and months later, how to keep yourself that safe. We have some ideas, but things are really new at the time. 
And during spring break, we didn't know that everything was going to be canceled for the rest of our school year. But the governor of Arizona, where I live, um, news came out. We're going we're gonna to shut down school for the rest of the year. And that changed everything. We, we'd completed three out of four quarters of the year. And uh, we didn't know what was going to happen next. Well, I, I wasn't that concerned at first for the teaching side of things. The, the, how to handle being sick, that was, that was a different thing altogether. But, but the teaching side of things didn't concern me that much because I'd had 10 years teaching online. I taught in a, in a computer lab. And for the past year and a half, I'd been using Google Classroom to, as a learning management system for all my students. So they already knew how to use an online system. And it was, it was tricky at first, though. I couldn't just go straight to using that because the first thing the school had to do was find out who actually had, who actually had access to the Internet at home. The majority of my students um, are, are Native American. They live on on the um, the Apache Reservation uh, next to our school. And even though a lot of students have phones, they don't all have good Wi-Fi at home. And so that's something that the school had to figure out is how do we get a connection with our students? And so what we ended up doing for a while was we went to a mode of distance learning without using technology because we couldn't rely on that. And so we had to print off paper packets, which is not the most effective way to do it. It's not super engaging. Um, but we made it through to the end of the year. We got to our, we got to our summer break. And, you know, the world was still shut down. It was a very interesting summer. Being at working from home, because we weren't coming into school to do anything, I had some meetings here and there because I'm a, I have some leadership responsibilities at the school. But we we were working from home, and we had to try to clock and track everything that we were doing to keep track of our students, you know, what they were doing, what we were doing, so we could be accountable for it. And it was just a completely new situation. I wished we could just go straight online because that would be the simplest. An easiest thing for me that I'm I'm super comfortable with, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, something we could rely on necessarily. So when we started coming, making our plans to come back to school, we still didn't know what everything was going to be. Um, our, our reservation, where most of my students live, was incredibly careful with opening things up, and still quite a few people got sick and continue to get sick uh, to this day. But they, like, we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. As it is right now, I'm recording this on September 14th. Our school year started a month ago, and it's been distance learning again. Though we've been able to work with our, uh, the utility company on the reservation and, you know, creating hotspots and different things. They took all the Chromebooks in the school. They distributed them to students so that they could get work done. And we are working through Google Classroom to do everything. 
it's still tricky though because a lot of students they they still had to learn how to do this completely on their own one of the things that benefited me in particular was i i had created my youtube channel which had a uh, a bunch of english videos of me explaining things i have i don't know 100 plus videos on there right now so whenever a question comes up chances are i probably have a video that answers something similar to that if not exactly that question because i've been doing it for the past couple years so i made it really simple to make an assignment and then boom i just attach a video of me explaining that assignment or something else and so all my my background with teaching and distance learning and and even media production it, it was all coming together but it was incredibly difficult for a lot of other teachers so before the school year started, we, we tried to make a plan for what we could do. We thought, what are the things that teachers are going to need to know? What, what are the things students are going to need to know? And uh, so that we can make this effective. And I, and I planned three trainings for our teachers um, before they went back to work. We did a training on, on Google Classroom, going into some specifics. We did a training on how to plan make lesson plans for distance learning and we did a training on you know how to make videos how do you use your school distributed you know laptop or whatever to to record videos to edit videos to distribute them and get them out to students so we talked about all those things and then it was really cool to see what teachers did with that because teachers are super creative teachers are problem solvers and as many as we might know a teacher who uh, they want to do things their way and they don't want to change, they, they, they figured things out. They figured out how to make uh, videos. They, they figured out how to make packets and, and to turn things digital, to start using things in Google Classroom. And it was really cool to see what people were doing. I have a lot of opinions on the subject in part because I've been doing it and that's what I, in large part, I, uh, e-learning is what I researched for, my, for my, my doctorate. But it's, it's been great to be part of a team that's, that's kind of figured things out uh, really well. There are a lot of schools that they, they just really have no clue what they're doing. And and I think that's the benefit of, of having a tool like this to share what's working in education, a podcast like this or, or something, can really help people to understand there's some fundamental things you need to know when it comes to distance learning, when you have to be the student and when you have to be the teacher. One of which is what you do face-to-face -face may not translate to what you do online. Uh, it's just a completely different environment. You can't control what students are doing at home. And so, you know, expecting them to sit down for 55 minutes or whatever length of a class period would be may not be realistic. And I, I continue to hear a lot of schools are expecting a normal school day to work at home. And it's, it's not great. It's not a great experience for students to have to sit in front of the computer all day long. And this is something we as, a, as our leadership team discussed in and out as we try to figure out what's the limit, you know, what are our expectations. And we, we figured it would probably be maybe three hours. And, and, and we work at a high school. 
that we could expect the students to be online. So we planned out times to do live instruction and meetings, and, and we trained our teachers on how to do that. And, uh, and I honestly, you know, we're about a month into this. I think it's going pretty well, much better than it did in the spring when everything first happened. And, I, and I'm not just saying this to pat myself on the back. There's been a lot of mistakes, myself included, but we're starting to figure things out. What we don't know is what happens next. Originally, um, so in our area, some schools have opened up 10 person a couple weeks ago. We are still distance learning. Um, the state requires us to have a, a space available for students that don't have access to internet or have special needs and, and need to come into to school. Um, so we do have some students coming in, but the you know, 90 plus percent of our students are, are still doing things from a distance. And for some of them, they, they're really struggling because this is hard. Many of our students, they, they're working on the weekends or they're working at night because that's when it's quiet. That's when all the hubbub and the distractions are gone. And so I'll be going to bed at night and have students turning in work and I get the notifications on my, on my watch. And this is how I know everything's happening. And it just tells you a lot about what their experience is away from here. Here, I can control everything that's going on I, uh, from the position of the desk to the assignments to the rules for what the students are supposed to do, when the bell rings, what they're supposed to do when the bell rings again, where they're supposed to go. All that we have complete control over. We don't have that when we're working from a distance. I may say, you know, we got to show up for this Google Meet. We're going to talk and, you know, maybe they have something else to do. And so there's been, uh, you know, ups and downs for, for how things are going that way. It's not, it's not perfect, but I think the best thing our school has done is to be compassionate to the experience that our students are going through and what our teachers are going through. Be aware of that and understand we can't have the exact same expectations because we're not in the same situation. It doesn't mean we can't have high standards. But we can't expect the exact same results because one of the things students need to learn is how to learn from a distance. And students that, that maybe don't know how to work independently may not have the skill sets that makes that a very easy transition. And so it's, it's been trying to teach them how to do this from a distance. How do, how do we do this? We're getting close to in-person instruction again. Our school board has, uh, has approved a couple different dates, um, and some of it has to do with local authorities opening things up. But now I'm probably about two weeks away from the majority of my students coming back. And that's going to be an interesting transition because students will have the choice to stay home and continue distance learning if that's what they need to do to feel safe. I was talking to a student today, answering some questions, and, and the student was concerned about getting sick and, and, you know, grandparents getting sick as well. And that's a real viable concern. And it's not my place to say, well, you should be in school. It's better for you. And that's ignorant to what's going on. And uh, it's going to be interesting. So we will still be doing both 
majority of learning will be taking place in person, socially distanced with masks and different circumstances for sure. That computer lab that I that I taught in, we took all the computers and we distributed them to the teachers because they're spending all day staring at computers. So they needed a better device to work on. And those same Chromebooks that my students were using before, they're going to bring them in here and use them here instead of using the computers that were here. And it's just going to change how often we have to sanitize devices because, you know, seven times a day if I have to sanitize these computers, it really slows down the process. Whereas if they're using the same device throughout the day, it's just the different, uh, different needs um, for how that goes. It's going to be interesting when, when everybody comes back. So what do I think might help? And what are we doing to try and avoid issues? Um, I know there's a lot of fear and anger and frustration in the world about masks. And I know there's a lot of fear and anger and frustration with the science seeming to be inconsistent. It's not inconsistent. It's developing first thing we need to understand when it comes to understanding the science so that we can make good decisions ourselves is we're expecting final results while research is still being conducted. And it's, it's just not realistic to have answers yet. Unfortunately, we need the answers now. And the fact that we need the answers now doesn't change how science works. And for science to be, you know, moving forward without flaws or being careless, they can't just, they can't just uh, make outlandish declarations um, without knowing what's going on. When we get our news from the journalists who are interpreting what the scientists have said, we don't always get a very clear answer for what we need to do because it's being interpreted. Um, but if you look at the actual research that's happening, it's going to be very conservative in what it says they can prove because it's really hard to prove anything. There are so many variables that dictate what causes what. And so that's why we're not sure the effectiveness of, of a cloth mask. That's why we're not sure about how much we have to sanitize things or how much it, it can travel through the air, how it's contracted. And that's why we have to be so careful because we don't know everything yet. You know, a year from now, we're going to have a lot of really good information and we're going to be in pretty good shape. We'll probably have a vaccine. But... Until then, we just don't know everything. And it's not the scientists' fault because they're working on it. In fact, right now, I think we've got three, four um, probably, you know, looking pretty good <laughs> uh, uh, vaccine trials going on and in like a stage three status that are getting really close to, to a kind of a final status. Um, and they're each probably approaching it a little bit differently. Um, and that's going to help a lot of people. I know not everybody, you know, reacts the same way to vaccinations. And a lot of people just hate it because they get sick because that's part of how vaccines work is, you know, they, they try to take a, 
a benign version of the virus, you know, weaken it and, and, and put it into your system so that you can build up the immunity to it. Um, but in terms of school, I think what our, our teachers, what our kids need to do is unfortunately take our expectations for how much we're going to learn this year and maybe back up just a little bit and say that, all right, we need to worry about the social and the emotional side of education more than the academic performance. And I know that probably scares a lot of people and, and for good reason, but we're not going to get a whole lot done if we ignore our other needs. We're just going to be ignoring problems that need to be fixed. There's a lot of concessions we're going to have to make if we're going to be effective long-term. We have to be aware of how our teachers are being affected because this is a very different experience for them that they didn't sign up for. And there's a lot of frustration at home because this isn't what parents signed up for. And there's frustration for our students because this isn't what they signed up for. And it's no one's fault. It's just the situation that we're in. We do need to learn how to adapt effectively to it. And there's going to be mistakes. And there, there will be those who err on the side of uh, caution to try and avoid too many people getting sick and there are those who are going to be a little bit riskier and hopefully nothing bad happens in either of these cases but I do think as we're patient with each other we're caring we, we're looking out for each other and we're, we're realistic with our expectations I think we're going to be okay whenever this does resolve itself we'll be able to get back to a new normal, maybe not the same thing. A lot of the things that we've learned along the way about effective learning from a distance, effective use of technology, I think is going to improve our teaching practice. A lot of the things people were afraid to do before they've had to adjust to. And so they may be more willing to continue doing that. And so things are changing, things have changed, and things aren't going exactly back to the way they were. Will we get to the point where we don't need to wear masks? I absolutely hope so. Will we get to the point to where things feel like it's gone and it's okay? I think so. I think it will. It may not be as fast as we'd like, but we're going to get there and uh, it's going to be okay. If we remember, we're all going through the same experience and we're all hopefully in this together. So I hope, I hope kind of hearing the story, kind of this, this, the thought process for some of the things, at least one case study, if you will, for what's been going on is, uh, is insightful to you. Um, I know we haven't been perfect. I think there's a lot of things we've done well. And there's a lot of things that hopefully we can do better in the future, especially when our students are, are back in person with us. But um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of uh, Jacob Lardson Show.
I really appreciate it. You can um, you can listen to this as a podcast by searching Jacob Larson Show on your favorite uh, podcasting app. You can um, you can watch this on my YouTube channel. Search for Dr. Jacob Larson. Or uh, you can check out our website, drlardson.com, which kind of links to all the things. So thank you so much for checking this out. I, uh, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. And, uh, you know, if you've got suggestions for topics I can cover in the future, people I can have on the show, yeah, let's talk about it. Thank you so much, and uh, be safe out there. I'll see you soon. Bye.